it. The wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go Put them together for St. Patrick's Day. Top of the morning to you. Get you into your Friday as well. Craig Way coming up with the Craig Way Report. Gossip and Blitz for the end of the hour. Talking Texas hoops. Survive in advance. Longhorns did more than that. They dominated Colgate last night. Win by 20. And advanced to not play Texas A&M. Texas A&M got dismantled last night by Penn State in the final game of the day in Des Moines. Okay. Nittany Lion. Sounded like it. That's what I thought. Matt, immediately. <laughs> Is that the first thing that came to your mind? Hey, there's a my, lion in the room. Thought I might need to call 911 or something. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, uh, yes, yes, Penn State, the Nittany Lions, uh, just out-executed, outperformed. Great, great coaching job uh, by Micah Shrewberry, their their head basketball coach. He does a good job uh, in that, that, that situation. Second-year coach for Penn State. That's what the Longhorns now have to deal with. Uh, Shrewsbury, Micah Shrewsbury is the name of the head coach of Penn State. Did you know that? Yes, I did. This is second year, right? Second year. Second yep. year. Brad, Brad, was it Brad Stevens at Butler. He's kind of an Indiana high school, college basketball kind of guy. Uh, had some time with the Boston Celtics with well, Brad he's Stevens. He's in the three-pointer because this is back-to-back years. That's what they do. They just fire him up. Well, I mean, analytics would tell you three's more than two. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, that's what we said earlier. The Longhorns just saw a team that would rather shoot threes than twos. And uh, now you're going to play another one tonight. And um, if Jabari Rice keeps shooting like he did, uh, you're going to be good. We'll hear from Jabari Rice coming up. Longhorns get the nice win. Also, where your bracket was busted. And other free agent news in the NFL. And I showed you now the full crying meme from the cheerleader from Utah State. You kind of like that, right? You, not only did you get the cry and the tears, you got the lip quiver. Oh, the lip quiver the is chin awesome. Chin quiver. Chin. She had the whole works. She was, she, was, she was losing it, man, because her team was losing. Utah State. And you know what? I was kind of quivering and crying, too, because I, I picked Utah State to win that game. What's wrong with me? One yeah. of my four losses in my bracket. You had four losses. I only had three. None of us had Princeton, though, right? Now, here's the question. No. I, somebody let us know that Chad Hastings on the Midday Show picked Princeton. Did he pick Princeton in his bracket? Did he say it on the radio? That's one thing. No, he picked the one, probably the one, one and done. I'll get back to you on that. I'll text him. Because that is the true indicator. That's the true How indicator. Confident, like, I, can, I can say whatever I want on the air. but Yeah, do, do, you, do you put a wager on it and or do you make it your, in your, 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 she, your sheet, your, your bracket of integrity? Do you make the pick? You back up your words is the question. Because if yes. you pick Princeton, good for you. Because I did pick Furman. See, look at that, Buck. I got a check mark because I picked Furman over Virginia because I know that Tony Bennett and his team are choke artists, and they choked. Uh, I also did not pick Princeton. No, nobody no. did except for Chad. But did he pick it, though? That's the thing. That's the key. He said it on the air. Saying it on the air and put it in your bracket, two different things. I texted him. So okay, we'll find, we'll find out. out. But I did – Take Utah State and the crying blonde cheerleader. They they lost to Missouri. Yeah, I, as I said, and yesterday they had that crazy maniac on from Vegas that comes on the show with them. 
Crazy maniac. That the the betting dude. I call him just betting dude. Ty? <laughs> and it's, said it's, no, not Ty. Not that not that crazy betting dude. But a guy oh, uh, out of Vegas. Lang? Brandon Lang? Yeah, Brandon Lang. Yeah, Mr. McConaughey guy. Yeah, he was he was giving 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 me the Give me the lowdown on Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Automatically now take the Jets to be in the Super Bowl. Nice. Next year. See, he said bold. bank. He said bank that. And it's like twenty to one or something like that. I'm like, no, no, Brandon, I'm not doing that. The J E T E Jets. 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 Can you imagine the that? Super Bowl. No. What is this Joe Mon- Joe Namath? You know now? the J E T E. Or you know where they're going to be? They'll be behind the New England Patriots because. Bill O'Brien's there to save the the Patriots. Exactly. So, are they going to get last place in that division? Is that where? No, because I mean Buffalo's going to win it. Yes, yes, they are. Miami's again. good. No, don't go with Miami. Two of them won't be upright. Here's the only thing about the Jets. Right, they were a, roughly a 500 team last year with probably the worst quarterback play in the entire league. Okay, what did they win? They went ten last year. And they went. Uh, I think they finished seven and ten, but Ooh. they were fighting for a playoff berth, and then they collapsed in December. They didn't have a quarterback. Zach Wilson was awful. Uh, but, you know, the rest of that team's pretty good. I mean, the, the argument would be, and we, we said this yesterday, is, is, is the Aaron Rodgers move to the Jets going to be more like Tom Brady and Matt Stafford where they become the missing piece on a really talented team? Or is it going to be Russell Wilson? Well, that's what Brandon thinks. He thinks they're going right to the Super Bowl yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think so. Well, I, I'll look forward to watching it because, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers in that conference, in that division with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, come on. That's pretty good stuff. That's pretty good stuff, uh, to say the least. Hey, let's get to the headlines, trending topics, and we'll talk more Texas. And now their matchup with Penn State. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And, yes, uh, Longhorns looking good last night uh, on day one of the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Of course, the madness usually includes... Racket-busting upsets, and there was one or two yesterday, but not the Longhorns. They rolled past 15th-seeded Colgate, 81-61 to advance to round two. Raiders came into the game as the country's best three-point shooting team, but last night it was the Longhorns who made it rain from long range. They had 13 three-pointers from beyond the arc, led by Sir Jabari Rice, who was absolutely on fire. He hit 7 of 10 last night. Marcus Carr added four more. According to head coach Rodney Terry, that was the game plan. Colgate team, I mean, they could really. The computer's just turned off. All right, computer is uh, freezing up on us. So that was the game plan. Don't give them up. The, don't uh, three point. Only uh, Colgate only made three three point shots on the game. Uh, so the Longhorns out out three them by ten. Jabari Rice led the Longhorns with twenty three off the bench. Marcus Carr, Dylan DeSue, seventeen each. Longhorns now face Penn State in round third round of thirty two tomorrow. That's after the Nittany Lions not Nittany Lions took out Texas A and M seventy six fifty nine last night. Uh, that game will be tomorrow night, 6:45. Biggest upset yesterday, obviously, was uh, Arizona getting stunned by the 15 seed Princeton. Also, 13 seed Furman took out 4 seed Virginia. 9 seeded Auburn topped 8 seeded Iowa. The other lower seeds all advanced. Scariest upset was uh, for Tennessee, the 4 seed Rick Barnes. They had to hold off Louisiana late, 58 55. Top seeded Houston Cougars pulled away late from Northern Kentucky, but may have lost their All American point guard Marcus Sasser again. He re aggravated that injured groin early on in the game. Did not return. Women's tournament tips off tomorrow, including fourth seed of Texas. The Longhorns face 13 seed East Carolina in opening round action at Moody Center. That game will tip at 9 o'clock tomorrow night at the Mood. Also on the 40 Acres this weekend, surging Texas baseball team opens a three-game series with New Orleans University at the Dish. Game one set for 6.30 tonight. We'll talk to, to-, to head coach David Pierce at the bottom of this hour. Free agency day four in the NFL. 
Headlines include the Bears inking one-year deals with former Packers tight end Robert Tanyan and the lifetime Longhorn running back Deontay Foreman. Eagles have re-upped their star cornerback Darius Slay on a three-year deal. Eagles also signed quarterback Marcus Mariota uh, after their backup Gardner Minshew inked a deal with Indianapolis. Horde headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Tree limbs are on the ground and steel chainsaws are on our shelves. So come get them and any other equipment to help with storm cleanup at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Was everybody excited about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets when you should be Gardner Minshew to the Coltsy? Minshew mania. Well, we've seen come the, to Indianapolis. We've seen the uh, backup quarterback market firm up, right? I mean, guys who are likely to be backups, including Gardner Minshew. Eagles respond with Marcus Mariota. It seems like a good fit to, to back up Jalen Hurts, right? Similar kind of, not the thrower that uh, sure. Jalen Hurts is, but still brings the legs and the athleticism. I they like still that. do a lot of things, yeah. I like that. In that offense, for sure. Minshew's only getting paid, what, for that for that move, like a million, two million bucks? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the backup quarterback. Wait a minute, come on, give him the, give him the, he should be getting eight, Eight to eight to ten. He's probably getting that much. I don't think he is. I think when you look at this deal, it's like two million bucks. No way. It's it's some ridiculous number. He's. I mean, when you're looking, at he now he becomes the starter. Correct. Who? Gardner. Oh, he's the backup until they draft someone. Because Jacoby Brissett, you know, he's uh, the backups all signed this week. I mean, Baker Mayfield's likely to be a backup. He's going to compete with Kyle Trask. He signed Andy Dalton. Uh, signed his contract. Um, you know, these are this is the backup quarterback. Market. You think he's going? You think Baker's going there to be the backup? Uh, he's going to go compete with the. Look, you, if you draft a quarterback in the second round, you're expecting him at some point to be your starter. And that's when they when they drafted Kyle Trask out of Florida. I know we haven't seen him because Tom Brady's been playing there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the expectation would be he's going to be the starter, and that's been the word from Byron Le- or from. Uh, from Todd Bowles, that he's our quarterback. Baker Mayfield is there because if Trask doesn't pan out, then you've you got a veteran in Baker yeah. Mayfield. But I think that's more of a of a backup deal for sure. You got uh, a one-year $3.5 million. Yeah. But Mariota got like $8 million from the Eagles. Is that right? Yeah, unless I saw that wrong. Wow. Well, I mean, you, look, I mean, the quarterbacks in the NFL now make 50 or 40 or $50 million guaranteed if you're really good. If Even if you're just okay, you can make that much money. But So the backups are going to make – between five and ten million. Yeah, it's uh, just the position. Marcus Mariota, two years, seventeen point six million, average eight point eight million a year. Yeah, and he he'll be a nice. If you do have to lose Jalen Hurts for any amount of time, uh, that's a that's a it, it fits it fits what they do offensively in Philadelphia. But yeah, backups for sure. And obviously, the big question will be into the weekend: what's going on with Lamar Jackson, if anything? Where is why is no one even calling Lamar Jackson will continue to be a conversation? Because I all I'll say on this is I understand people say, well, he wants too much guaranteed money. Well, you got to call him and talk to him about it, right? You have to at least engage the conversation. And if he says no, I don't want to talk unless it's guaranteed two thirty or bust. Then okay, see him back at the Ravens. We'll see you later. Well, how is he going to get back there if he's going to not come off his guaranteed contract money or conversation? Right? I mean, I still think there's a chance he doesn't sign if if no one comes after Lamar Jackson. He's going to sit for a year. Well. I I don't pretend to know the how that's going to play out. His career, yeah, but he 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 kind of threatened behind the scenes to sit out last year because he was going into the last year of his rookie deal without a new deal, but he played. But at the end of the year when he was hurt, he didn't play, and there were some in the Ravens organization that thought he could have, but he didn't want to risk an injury going into his free agency period. So and everybody that, was saying he should take he shouldn't play without a contract yeah. without a new contract. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, now he he certainly won't. Um, so I don't I don't know how that plays out, but I I, I got to think somebody is gonna whatever we think of Lamar Jackson. We've had the debate over and over again. He's still a 26 year old quarterback who's better than most quarterbacks in this league. 
Uh, he is better than a lot of the guys that are starting. And if you're an owner or a GM, you would th- you would think you would at least make the call, have the conversation, talk about it. There's a lot of teams that feel so comfortable in the four guys, the four top guys that be drafted. Even two may be a project. <clears throat> they feel good about those two guys too. Well, the two, but that's only the Texans and the Panthers. When those two are gone after picks two, then the other guys uncertain and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. The one thing you know about Lamar Jackson, he's a proven commodity. Colts still going to take someone, right? Yeah, at four. Well, that's why I think, why aren't the Colts in on this? I still think the Colts cleared cap space. They may get in on it with uh, Jim Irsay. They need a quarterback. Gardner Minshew's there to be the backup. That would make some sense. You know, we talked about Daniel Snyder in Washington. Why wouldn't they come after him? Uh, so is Sam Ellinger just done? I mean, He's still there. He's still there. They like to carry three. Oh, they do? Or they did last year. I yeah, guess that's the new coach. Practice but. squad. Practice squad quarterback. I still think Washington would be logical. They don't. They have Sam Howell. I mean, come on. Say what you want. You can be optimistic about the fifth-round pick out of North Carolina, but he's not Lamar Jackson. I mean, come on. Uh, but, you know, that's where we are right now in the Lamar Jackson situation. I know the owners are holding the line. They don't want to do another guaranteed contract Mm-mm. because they know that Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, some of these other quarterbacks are about to come up for it. And if you give it to Lamar Jackson on top of Deshaun Watson, oh, then Joe Burrow's they're all going to want it. Oh. Oh, yeah, they're holding the line. Yeah, that'll be the end of that. But I, I'm okay with not doing it. I'm just saying at least call, at least set up the meetings, have the conversation, see if you can talk Lamar Jackson into something different uh, to make him your franchise quarterback because he is available. Hey, let's dive back into the Texas basketball. Here it was last night. How about how about uh, Sir Jabari Rice? He's been the most consistent player for the Longhorns all year. Uh, his performance last night was seven three-pointers and 23 points, the most threes made by a reserve player, player off the bench, in almost 15 years of the NCAA tournament. Let's hear it last night in the first half. So here it was, Buck. You go back to the first half. With just under 15 minutes to play in the first half, the 14-50 uh, mark, okay? 14.43 on the clock. It's 7-7, seven to seven, Texas and Colgate. The Texas offense is kind of bogging down. This was an ugly first five minutes. Uh, there were three subs in. So Jabari Rice, Brock Cunningham, and Christian Bishop came in for Timmy Allen, Dylan DeSue, and Dylan Mitchell. By the eight-minute mark, the Longhorns were up 12. So in about seven minutes of floor time, uh, so by, yeah, uh, so by the 8.55 mark, so from 14.43 to 8.55, the Longhorns went from 7-7 to to 29-17 to because Jabari Rice got hot. Here was one of the threes he hit in that first half. Colgate, 41%. They beat Syracuse earlier this year. Beat them in back-to-back seasons, as a matter of fact. Rice, oh my goodness, Jabari Rice, his 4-3. Yeah. Jabari Rice, man, what a start. Can you dream of? Yeah, but the miscommunication. Knocking it down, and then let's hear his final three in the second half. He made seven of them of the ten he took. Uh, But that little spurt right there, Buck, where it was 7-7, his four three-pointers made oh, it a 12-point yeah. advantage for the Longhorns. You can do the math. And they took that and really rode that the rest of the way. But here was Jabari's final three of the night. Push it. Here's Rice for three. Texas raining him down. Another three ball is true. There it is on uh, TBS last night. Let's hear Jabari Rice after the game. Ali LaForce, the uh, side or the courtside reporter, caught up with the player of the game for the Longhorns. It's on the win. I saw you walk over to the fan base. Both fists were in the air. What was going through your mind at that moment as you celebrated? Um, I'm just happy to, and blessed to get this win. Uh, my team, we fought hard. We overcame adversity. That team is really good. 
and um, we stuck together, and I'm just happy that we got the win for the fans. Hopefully, we can get another one Saturday. As you know, they were the best three-point shooting team in the country. You held them just to three made three-pointers. What was the game plan going in? Our goal was six or less to hold them under three because we knew 33, he gets it going. He's the best three-point shooter in the country. And so we just did a good job game planning. We trusted the game plan, and uh, it worked. We're looking forward to Saturday. Thanks. I appreciate you. Yeah, Colgate didn't have very many shots where somebody didn't have a hand in their face. They didn't have like clean shots yesterday. Well, and that's the, that, that's great defense. And that's the the they haven't seen this level of talent and athleticism no. against them in the uh, in the Patriot League, Mm-mm. safe to say. And the Longhorns brought that, and that's where the matchup with Penn State is too, because Penn State's built very much the same as we mentioned last hour in our coaches' corner. They're really a, 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 a their offense. Is good. It's 17th in the nation, top 20 in offensive efficiency, uh, but it's built mostly on the three-point game, right? They're sixth in the nation in three-pointers made per game. Uh, they've got a uh, and they've had to survive the Big Ten, yeah, by I mean, shooting threes. But much like Colgate, they're all offense, no defense. They're 122nd in scoring defense. They're uh, 101 in adjusted defensive efficiency. So you can score on them. I mean, this isn't going to be one of those teams that locks you down for long periods of time. Uh, Longhorns should get theirs if they can play great defense on the perimeter like they did last night. Yeah, do the same thing. Make them defend you Yeah, and, and your game and how you want to play. And then D up their three-point game. But, you know, the Aggies are a good defense. So let's you know, don't overlook the fact that, you know, this this coach Shrewberry can coach. Uh, Jalen Pickett is an All-American, a point guard. He's 6'4 kid out of Rochester who will draw double teams, back down your guards and kick. Uh, Andrew Funk, the Funkmeister last night, was knocking him down. He had eight three-pointers against the Aggies. But I thought the most important thing for for the that the, the Longhorns can learn from Texas A&M last night, Penn State's defensive game plan, which they're not a great defense individually, uh, player to player, but they played good team defense and they forced the Aggies into the game they wanted them to play. The Aggies took 34 three-pointers last night. The Aggies don't shoot three-pointers like that. Alabama shoots three-pointers at that rate, and uh, that played right into the hands. They shot 29% on those 34 three-pointers and well, if you get that ball down to Dylan DeSue, believe me, he's he's going to pound it inside. He he's feeling it right now. I think he's been. The, I mean, ask what's happened to Texas that has taken them from a team that you know was kind of scuffling there at the end of March uh, with back to back losses to Baylor and TCU, and now here they are, a team a lot of people like to make a run to the Final Four. To me, it's Dylan DeSue. It's Dylan DeSue. I mean, he has he has become a force in the paint for the Longhorns. I mean, he got, well, they've been so physical offensively. You know, you you come into the Big Twelve, and it's you know you talk about it being a defensive league. But my goodness, if if you're a defensive, uh, a good team defensively, and you're physical on the offensive end too, that's what the Horns are. They're physical on the offensive end now, uh, and that's a lot of that's Desu because he wasn't an offensive force for a lot of the season. He was just you know a pretty good player uh, doing dirty work. But he's become a guy that you can get. 17, 18 points out of in 20 minutes of play, that just changes the game. And if Timmy Allen's been hurting, and now Timmy Allen only played, you know, only scored four points last night, he becomes the the scorer opposite, the outside of your guard play, right? He becomes that guy that gets you that 20 points uh, that's not a guard. Uh, one other note from Penn State last night, which they did a great job, and, you know, Buzz Williams is going to be, be, be asking questions. They didn't foul. They didn't put Texas A&M at the foul line. That's where they live, right? I mean, they are the, as we said, they're, Number one team in the nation, Texas A&M, going into that game at free throws made per game. And last night, Buck, they only shot 12. They only made nine free throws, Texas A&M. They didn't put them in the bonus at all in the first half. So they did a great job. So this will be a well-coached team. They'll have a good game plan. I think it's also advantage Texas that it's a quick turnaround game. because they I would agree. 
Uh, you give Coach Shrewberry a week like he did for A&M to devise a game plan and, and work it up. Uh, you'll see Patton State execute it. This one's on a quick turnaround, you know, one day later, essentially two days later, I give Texas a strong advantage. If they copy what they did last night, I think instead of a 20-point win, I think it'll be a 10-point win. Yeah, they still have to take care of the ball a little bit better, even. Tech, oh, Marcus Carr for sure. He had five turnovers last night by himself. That can't happen uh, in this game. But, you know, Texas has the advantage defensively. They have the advantage in athletes. They have the advantage uh, in rebounding by a lot. And, um, you know, it's, it's two really good backcourts. And it doesn't take long to look at the starting five for Penn State and notice senior, 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 senior freshman. They've got four seniors and a freshman in their starting lineup. The center's the big man. Uh, the freshman's the big man. The other four are senior players. So you know what you're getting. Well-coached, veteran, and All-American at point guard. Uh, I like the matchup, though, for Texas. I, think well, I, do, I, I just And I, I, I like the matchup of, of, you know, the Big 12 versus the Big 10. And that. the Big 10's pretty physical, too, but... The Big 12, I mean, you've got to go to the boards, and this group has gone to the boards. Everybody on this team rebounds. The guards rebound well. You know, got Brock Cunningham coming off and got getting on the ground. Even Dylan DeSue. I mean, that guy, you know, he, as you said, he's gotten better. You know, his, his, his athletic ability has gotten a little bit better coming off that knee. But he's a scrapper. I didn't realize he was such a guy who would, who would hit that floor like he does. When that ball's down low, you know, a lot of big guys don't want to get down there. That dude is on the ground, and he is on your body. And Bishop, those guys get to the get to the floor. A lot of big guys don't like to be down there. Yeah, the 50-50 balls. No, uh, they don't want much. any part of that. But these guys, I mean, they've been coached well to get on that ground and get that ball. Well, guy like Brock Cunningham too. And that's, that's what he's yeah, always they been. They all they all play with it. That's the that's again a lot to like about Texas. And Rice does the same thing. You think a guy who likes to score like that won't get in there and scrap? He'll get on the ground too and scrap with you. We'll and come, he may be the guy who's, who's going to be on picket. How about that? You like that? I think Tyrese kind of Hunter mostly. I mean, uh, Tyrese Hunter is an all all conference defensive player when he's when he's on point. But remember, Jalen Pickett, the point guard, six four. He's a big kid, long. Uh, Rice so, a little bit taller, right? Than I think than they'll Hunter. take turns. I would assume when you hear Rodney Terry in the pregame, they're going to take some turns tomorrow night. Well, which you can't get um, him into. You can't get yeah. Jabari into foul trouble. No, you could. You Jabari Rice, Tyrese Hunter, um, even Brock Cunningham. Uh, could yeah. be a guy you see, you know, trying to take some time with him. I see that on defense, but uh, uh, Longhorns have some options there. But that's their best player. He's one of the best players in the country uh, at uh, Penn State. We'll come back when we do. We're talking baseball. Head coach David Pierce normally joins us on Thursdays, but he was feeling a little bit under the weather yesterday morning. So we'll see if he's uh, ready to go today. Longhorns open a series with New Orleans. They're on a seven-game win streak. We'll talk, talk with Coach Pierce next. Mornings with Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, rainy, drizzly, cold, windy. Windy, not ideal baseball weather. It doesn't feel like right now, but they're going to play baseball at UFCU Dishfalk Field this weekend starting tonight. Longhorn basketball with a big weekend, obviously. Texas men will play tonight, 645. Or tomorrow night, I should say, 645. So you'll have time to get out to the baseball game tomorrow afternoon and still see the Longhorns. You can also see the Texas women. How about this day, Buck? you got Texas baseball tomorrow, tonight for sure at 630. But then tomorrow... Uh, middle of the afternoon with New Orleans University. Then the Texas men play just before 7 o'clock. And the women will tip off their first-round action at 9 o'clock at Moody Center. That's a late tip because of TV, uh, obviously. So uh, 
A little busy 40 acres weekend wow. as usual. And props to the Texas men with the big win last night. We'll turn their, they'll now turn their attention to Penn State. Uh, our next guest on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is going to have a busy weekend. Obviously, he'll be out at Dishwalk Field. Longhorn baseball team has won seven in a row on this 14-game homestand, and they'll host the University of New Orleans beginning tonight. He is head coach David Pierce. Coach, good morning. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling much better. Uh, appreciate you guys being patient with me yesterday. Uh, I feel better than I sound, but, you know, we all go through it and kind of work through it. But, man, we we are busy. And congrats to Rodney and men's basketball and, you know, a busy day tomorrow with us, you know, like you said. And then probably grab some lunch and or some, some dinner and then get a late nightcap with <laughs> women's basketball. So Yeah. yeah you yeah, need to slam that tortilla soup, Coach. <laughs> yeah, that's a good plan. Usually a little chicken soup. There you go. Whatever it is, something warm down the throat, right? Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah, that, that tortilla soup will hit you. Maybe not the spicy, just the chicken broth uh, soup uh, for you. But uh, your ball club has gotten some soup. You know, you came back from Fullerton and uh, at four and seven, and I know that Fullerton series was just such a frustration. There was opportunity to maybe sweep that series. You end up dropping two of three, but your team battled hard and and showed that competitive spirit that you want. And they've come in for this homestand and through the first half of it, seven and zero, oh, and uh, maybe maybe finding some some rhythm and finding some roles on your baseball team right now. Yeah, you go back to Fullerton, and you're right. We could have swept that series. And, again, that's part of our learning curve right now. We we won the, the middle game 4-2, to two, I believe it was, and we had great pitching from Zane and Charlie back-to-back uh, or as a as a pig, piggyback, just use those two. But Sunday was really frustrating because we're usually pretty darn good defensively, especially on fly balls and, I mean, we had four. It was really kind of odd as well. We had four fly balls slash pop-ups that landed in front of us, between us, a couple of them just out of reach of, you know, all three defenders. And it was a frustrating game because we did a great job of uh, coming back. Jack hit a home run in the ninth and uh, tied it up. We went ahead in the 10th, and we just couldn't hold on. But I like the way we responded, Um, you know, Sammy State's a good ball club and uh, a really good game in that first game of the homestand last Tuesday. Won that one seven to five, and just starting to see the pieces come together. And we need some confidence. Uh, you, you look up at the scoreboard and some guys hitting two hundred and having some quality of bats and seeing that take off and starting to see some results for our players has been exciting. Coach, is that is that uh, when, when you say? That you know the balls are finding their ways uh, in front of guys. Is that still part of that the the youth and the uh, communications? I mean, I I know sometimes they just hit them in places that you're not, and they just fall there. But is is some of it still communications that guys are still trying to get together? That's me. That's me. And and one guy will will haul ass at it. The other guy will slow up, but it really is the other guy's ball. Is that still part of the well, of what you have to get away from? we got to get away from you, take it, I got it. Uh What what really happens is you have – there's a lot of balls. We call it the triangle, the Mm -hmm. the Bermuda Triangle. And you have three guys immediately got to assume – think that it's their ball and go for it until they're called off. And so you look at a corner infielder, let's say a third baseman, it's his ball until he's called off by the shortstop. It's his ball until he's called off by the left fielder. Um, And then there's a confidence – of knowing the range of each other, knowing right. the positioning of each other, 
and then trusting each other. And the trust comes from uh, we have a high-low rule. So the infielder stays high on his sprint to the ball, and the outfielder slides under him. If it's that ball that is the tweener that really is not a call until late because you're not real sure you're going to catch it because of where it's located. So you don't make that call early uh, and then not catch it, and the other guy backs off. So there's there's a trust factor, and then there's understanding your range, understanding your teammates' range, right. and understanding positioning of each other and weather conditions. So all those are calculated before the ball's in the air. So we just got to get better playing together with stuff like that. And um, it just kind of hit us in one game. Uh, but it exposed us, and usually players pay attention much better when they get exposed. Um, and so, or when the coach exposes it, them, uh, yeah, it exposed them. They lost the game. Yeah, you can't call it not catch it. I mean, that's that's, that's rule yeah. number one. If you're going to call it, you got to catch it. At least try to catch it. Uh, but that's uh, the communication in the outfield. Coach David Pierce is with us. Uh, Longhorns in New Orleans this weekend. We'll talk about uh, New Orleans coming up there. Uh, Eleven and six ball club right now. Score a lot of runs. But uh, your your team, you said it. You're starting to see some balls, you know, fall in. You're starting to see you know, a lot of a lot of hard hit outs. Even when they get out, Peyton Powell is the guy right now that's uh, leading your club at 400. He's uh, slugging the ball around the yard with a couple of home runs and three doubles, uh, 600 slugging percentage. He and Eric Kennedy are really providing the power for your offense right now. Yeah, I I, I really like the flow of this this lineup we've used in the last few games of EK on, in the one hole and then Peyton's a, Peyton's a guy that can get deep in counts but also um, drive the baseball and so he can protect Eric uh, and then you come up with DC with uh, Dylan Campbell having the ability to do multiple things he I told him the other day no matter where you are in the lineup you're a one hole type hitter with the with the ability to drive the baseball, but just utilizing his speed. And, you know, if you just look at D.C.'s average, you're like, oh, he's having a bad year, but he's leading the team in runs. Uh, so he's very productive still because he's drawing walks, finding ways to get on base, and, and, and still in bags. And so, you know, the flow of that top three guys has been very productive. And so we're starting to see how we want this lineup to lay out. Porter Brown in there as well with four home runs and uh, delivering some pop in the middle of the order. And as you said, Dylan Campbell, the batting average, not where he wants it, but a lot of run production. Jack O'Dowd has come on, too, with the bat, which uh, you hope keeps coming. As the, as the temperatures get warmer, you want to see those bats continue to heat up. And is it fair to say in uh, this New Orleans series and then ended early next week with the one more midweek game, obviously it's all to prepare for the following weekend. Everything's about conference play, which gets going with the, the Texas Tech series we'll be talking about next week. But, man, everything you do this weekend is all about the bar for – for playing the Red Raiders and the rest of that uh, tough Big 12. It is. It, it really is. But it's important that our players see that and understand the development that we're trying to create as we get ready for conference and build towards that. But tonight's ball game is the most important game on the schedule. Uh, and then tomorrow is the same. And I want them to be in that present and understand that, you know, New Orleans is not going to come in here and lay down. They're a tough team. Uh, Blake Dean has been there now seven, eight years. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He was one of the youngest coaches when he got the job. Um, but they just got smoked by LSU. They're going to come in with an attitude. And so they got to come to the dish and play us and just trying to build that that confidence and that, that 
understanding that we play really well here and we want to continue to do that. But tonight's game is just as important as next Friday, uh, more important right now. But we do understand that this is a team that's taken a little longer to kind of figure out. So uh, do we continue to get better? And if we do, we got a shot to play really well in conference. Well, it's not who you get better. I, I mean, it's it's not who you get. It's, it's getting better every game and, and not who. It's it's you guys more than so than your opponents, I would think. And people would say, well, they're not playing these really, really good teams right now, but that doesn't matter. you got to beat the ones that are right in front of you. Anybody in this country can beat you if you don't show up. Yep. Uh, and, and we've shown up against some teams that are – not as name branded, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they're going to be much better when they go home and and, uh, and play in their conference and hopefully help our resume, help build um, you know our RPI because they go home and do well. But got to win those; those all matter. That's exactly right. Hey, coach. Yeah, the- I mean, and really, like you said, Bucky, it's 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 not about the opponent; it's about us. Uh, yep. Every single game is about competing to get better for for our our success and you know we got you can get exposed by anybody uh so it's it's how you handle the each situation each each game is different um you know you could go out and smoke line drives and and not have results but you got to pitch and you got to play defense put yourself in a position to have success coach is this a good time uh, as a you know as a team that's really still finding their way you know, last year in March, you know, your 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 lineup was getting set by this time last year, but you continue to, to as a group to 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 find ways and find the guys in the right places. I mean, spring spring break happens, and then all of a sudden, it's it's you know, you you've been together with them. Is this a good time to be together? Oh, no doubt. Yes. Um, when you look at spring break, it's similar to the back end of the season when. You know, they don't have class, so they can come to the ballpark anytime, mm-hmm. all day, in and out. So you can spend some individual time. You can look at some, uh, you know, mechanical stuff. You can look at video. You can look at uh, uh, maybe some glove work, some footwork, and you can do it in small groups. And then they're much more relaxed because they're out of class. They don't have to be concerned about, you know, studying for tests. And they get paid their per diem, so it's a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's baseball and, and and per diem. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get better. It's baseball. So spring break is similar to, to that postseason period. David Pierce with us. A game day Friday visit with Coach. Uh, a little under the weather yesterday, feeling better today. It's going to be a cold weekend, it looks like, so be ready for that. But, Coach, you're pitching. Uh, you know, as you you know, since the, since the start, it's been Lucas Gordon on a Friday, and then Zane Morehouse has been really solid on Saturdays. Travis uh, Staley on Sundays. And then Tuesdays has been LBJ, LeBaron Johnson Jr. And boy, on Tuesday, Charlie Hurley was just outstanding for five and a third innings in the in the victory there. They go over North Dakota State, really really showed some things. Where are you with your pitching staff the weekend versus your Tuesdays, and how it's going to play out moving forward? Uh, that's a really good question because we're trying to maximize our best guys, which is, to me, so many times players get pigeonholed and they pigeonhole themselves. Okay, I'm the Friday night starter or I'm the Saturday starter. You know, I think we can get more out of them than just one time a week. Um, and if they can relieve and then bump, we'll do that. This weekend we'll start with 
Lucas Gordon and Travis Staley on Saturday, which is different because Zane has been in Saturday's spot, but Zane also closed for us on, on Wednesday. And so putting him in a spot where he could help the ball club, utilize his his ability to go out there and get three outs, but just bump him a day. So you look at who's going to follow Gordo. If, if it ends up being LeBaron, then you can potentially piggyback with Lucas Gordon to LeBaron to maybe another three-out guy like uh, David Shaw or Heston Toll. Um, you know, Cody Howard just got healthy and had has had two really good outings. Max Grubbs is coming back from an injury. So you're starting to see some of these three- to six-out guys fit in with some of these guys that can get extended. So it'll look a little different because I don't know. You never know how long your starter's going to go, but if you get five to seven out of him, it really sets up the rest of the weekend. And then you look at Saturday with Staley, who's going to follow him to really go into Sunday of deciding he's going to be that starter. So if if we were to use a, a, a Zane in a in a piggyback with, with Staley, then we'd probably start LBJ on Sunday. And so we're trying to get our best arms ready for the weekends and then move into the Tuesday and deal with that. Coach, appreciate it. Uh, I hope you're feeling better. Get yourself some of that soup and uh, be ready for what, what looks like a chilly series, but an important series with New Orleans who comes in at 11-6, and six, and uh, you guys are sitting there at 11-7 and seven on a seven-game win streak. Should be good baseball this weekend. Thank you, Coach. Good luck, Coach. I appreciate you guys. All right, David Pierce. There you go. He looks for some shuffling. I think there'll be some shuffling on the weekend rotation because uh, Charlie Hurley and LeBaron Johnson Jr. have pitched really well in their Tuesday assignments. Because um, again, everything you're doing right this weekend, it's important, as Coach said. But next weekend, it's really important because you're playing Texas Tech, and every game counts in conference standings and everything that Texas wants to be April into May. So yeah, and that's why they have to win these games because these games they don't give you much in the the RPI stuff. E, but boy, you can't lose them. Well, it's your last non-conference series, and uh, you, you can't afford series. to lose them. That's for sure. No question. We'll be back when we do. It's you. Loading up the blitz. Four four seven three seven seven six. Bring it on all things March Madness. St. Patrick's Day could be a topic. Let's hear it from you. It's only as good as you make it. Coming next, first Craig. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip. That means it's time for you to load up the blitz. Four four seven three seven seven six. Bring it strong on a Friday. St. Patrick's Day. Uh, of course, gossip ahead of it. Brought to you by the icy cold, frosty Bud Lights, and maybe the. Green Bud Lights today if you dye the beer green for St. Patrick's Day. Keep in mind, Buck, when you're having the Bud Lights watching basketball, St. Patrick's Day on a Friday, you said your buddy's back east. Hoofy and the crew are probably already drinking. Yes. In the pub, raising a pint. Um, you know, when you drink green beer, you're probably going to pee like a greenish blue when you go to the bathroom. Just know that. Be prepared. Don't oh, be that's scared. that's not like my everyday thing? <laughs> well, if that's an everyday thing, you might want to see the doctor. <laughs> Uh, what do they call a kidney doctor? You might want to go see that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, um, yes. So, if you drink green beer, green Bud Lights, you're probably going to have green pee. So, be ready for that. Like when you eat a bunch of Fruit Loops or something. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, get after that. Uh, Michael Jordan in the news, Buck. Michael Jordan in the news today. Michael Jordan is apparently in, in talks to sell his majority stake of the Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah, he's not doing anything with it to his uh, minority partners, and then he would become a minority partner, stay on, but they would take full more control 
Um, okay, but you know what else debuts tomorrow at South by Southwest? Debuts tomorrow. That's right. The uh, the new Ben Affleck, Matt Damon made movie called Air. Ben Affleck is the director. The movie's called Air. It's the uh, story of how Michael Jordan's family and a group of executives at Nike revolutionized the business with one historic sneaker deal. Viola Davis plays Michael Jordan's mother. Chris Tucker and Jason Bateman are execs at Nike. Matt Damon is a part of it. Uh, Phil Knight, are you ready to see this? It debuts tomorrow at I South by. Ready, yeah. It will debut in wide theatrical release April 5. April 5. Is this one you want to see? You know, Ben Affleck does a great job as a director. He and Matt Damon, obviously, yeah. you know, they've done work separate but work together. They It's been 25 years since they won a Best Oscar for Best Original Screenplay for Goodwill Hunting. Uh, of course, he also won one for Argo, the film Argo. That's right. And then Matt Damon's done a lot of good stuff on his own, too, but since then. But, uh, yeah, no, it'll be good. Michael Jordan apparently signed off on the deal. And uh, here we go. You want to see this, Ty? Yeah, that sounds sounds good to me. You'll learn a lot. I mean, Bucky and I lived it. I remember when Air Jordans became Air Jordans. I mean, I was mm-hmm. I was at that age. I mean, I was, gosh, when, when Jordan got into the league in 1983, I was 11 years old. So... Um, you know when when hit. I've never had a pair. You know what? You Neither have, have I. Neither have I. I have. Uh, I have not. I know that sounds weird, but they were too expensive. Hell yeah, they were. And my parents had a rule: they would give me a this amount for a pair of shoes, and if I wanted some fancier ones, I had to pay the rest. Yeah, like here's what we're giving you for shoes: like fifty bucks. Here's fifty bucks for shoes. You can get good shoes for fifty. If you need more than that, they become then you your cover it. They become your shoes. They become your dress shoes. They become every part of you. Well, I know our guy Brad Kellner. We talked to yesterday. BK, he's got like a collection of shoes oh, yeah. of of Air Nike Jordans, and uh, he wears them like with suits. Absolutely. Oh, it's become a part of the fabric of the of the you know fashion and sports and. Uh, collectors. I mean, it's everything. So, interested to see this movie. It's called Air. It debuts tomorrow at South by Southwest. So, be ready for that. Is Jennifer Lopez in this at all? For Lopez is not in this. Lopez is not, huh? Um, but yes, he didn't make her way into his movie. No, he makes his way into. Well, I won't say that. Yeah. It says you also crap green. Oh Oh. man, that's because you had too many. Oh man, it's because you had too many uh, on St. Patty's Day. Uh, we'll do some more St. Patrick's Day coming up. We're also going to talk more bracket-busting upsets yesterday, which ones are coming today. But right now, let's go to your Blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz, brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All right, you lollygaggers, let's go. First Blitzer, you're up. The only airs I'm in hot pursuit of is the emerald green glittery areola. Oh, 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 the airs. No, man. Next. About, uh, the, the pasties? Wow. Next blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been busy with spring break activities, and I came in yesterday during uh, one of your segments. And did you say that to cure your allergies that you took two Ds? Zertec D. D, Zertec D. The Zertec D congestion. D congestion. I didn't take two Ds. Next, Blitzer, you're up. I know a group of Aggies who I was watching the game with at the bar last night are pitching themselves 
And it's not related to, to St. Patrick's Day if you catch my drift. Yeah, really. Hey, now. Next Blitzer, you're up. Yeah, I just wanted to hear Swamp Cock on the blitz. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> cock a doodle doo. That was just unbelievable yesterday. Next Blitzer, you're up. Weekend one, one down, one to go. Pound them boards, baby. Keep pounding them boards is right. Next Blitzer, you're up. Last night, Texas basketball still had low scoring. They don't knock that off. They're not going to make it to the Final Four. Well... They didn't have long, long. I mean, first six minutes were not good. And then Jabari Rice came in the game and they took off. Oof, man, they fired it up. Next, Blitzer, you're up. I'm trying to get that movie Fraud going, but I can't get Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa to sign off on it. I don't know why. <laughs> Fraud. It's called Juice. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Yeah, I'm sure Chris Beard was happy that the Horns were hitting their threes. Hit it, hitting. They're hitting, yeah, threes. we got it. We got it. Pun fully intended. I'm sure Chris Beard was very happy to see his, his guys win that game last night. Got to be proud of that group right now. They're playing Boy, really good basketball. They are playing some good basketball. And I'm assuming a lot of the things he had envisioned for this this team when he, he and Rodney Terry and the staff put it together. They're veteran. They're long. They play good on both ends, efficient on both ends. And, uh, boy, the experience just shows through with them. They're just they're such an old team. Got to stay aggressive. But they'll run into an old team tonight, too. Yeah. Well, I'll say one thing about the, the, the lulls. We mentioned at the under 14 minute mark, it was 7 to 7. And then they took Mitchell, Allen, and DeSue off the court and put on, put go into the three guard lineup where it spreads everything out. Once again, yes. And it starts opening up. And the next thing you know, they're up 12 in the next, going to 12, whatever run to build the lead 29 17 by. Yeah, uh, and I don't mind that lineup, E, because it's, they don't, their bigs aren't that big anyway. And those guys go to the boards too. No, I mean either. I mean, I love it when 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 you got the one big and the four, three guards sure. and maybe a Brock Cunningham or a um, you know their wing kind of player. We'll be back. We'll talk about it. Longhorns have Penn State tonight, and we'll preview it. Uh, it's B and E with you on a cold, windy St. Patrick's Day Friday here on the show of the people. Ball don't lie. Obviously.